show you just listened to a very short snippet of alchemist by yours truly and i don't know but i feel like you are listening to the thrillist podcast in the universe today we have an extremely special guest today we have somebody who has built up a something that is more than just you know something that's redefining fashion but something that has a broader vision of you know uniting people through, through branding that is, you know, trailblazing, through branding that, you know, cuts through the things that separate us as people and, you know, has really started something big. You know, we have a black business owner who, you know, has, has overcome so many obstacles and has, you know, kind of tunnel vision and just put in the work and has accomplished, you know, so much and is doing great things. And honestly, it just has flea as fuck, you know, fashion that like, I can't wait to get my hands on. And today we're here with the story of, you know, young men can listen to, to see that their dreams, their wildest dreams are possible with just a little bit of perseverance, with just a little bit of foresight and with a sense of staying true to yourself and being authentic. And without further ado, we have the one and only Will Watson. What the fuck is up? What the fuck is up, bro? How you doing today? Listen, everything is good the, in the treehouse. Thank you for the introduction. I appreciate the kind words. Gratitude. I really do. Thank you. Gratitude to you, bro. I'm sure I left some things out. Uh, it's all good. I don't know. I mean, I think you said more than enough. I'm a humble person. You said more than what I would have said about myself. I probably just said I'm just Will Walton. I design and create clothes and try to get a mission across. I love that. I wouldn't have said all that, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. How are you feeling today, man? Feeling great. Blessed. I'm free. I'm here. So I'm feeling real good. I, That's beautiful. I can't I can't explain it in a in a and it's hard to explain how I'm feeling. It's a good thing. Like it's a like you get in a space where it's like you here and you happy to be here, so I'm, I'm feeling good. Mm. No, that's that's the energy I felt. Like, I'm, I'm a very visual person, uh-huh. even though I'm blind as fuck, but I'm surprisingly <laughs> visual. And it's like the bright colors, you feel me? Like the, the yellows, the oranges, oh, like yeah. that's what drew me in. And like, I was, you know, stalking your Instagram, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, I just love not only like the colors and like, because a lot of times like, you know, especially us as black men, mm. you know, we try to like, or we wear like a hoodie all the time or like a dark colors or like try not to like tap into our vibrant side. Of course. Tap into these different colors. So I like the confidence. It's like the main hat that you have is like yellow. Yeah. That's like, that's that's like bold. That's like, you know, attention. Yeah. You know, notice me. Kind you know? of thing. And I, and I love that about it. My thing is, 
and I, I was looking through the fashion and I noticed, you know, one of the motifs you had, you know, writ embroidered on the hoodies was, mm-hmm. you know, peace is cheaper than war. And oh, you yeah. had these little messages. Where did the ideas of incorporating these, you know, these positive messages or just how you feel about the world into your clothing? Um, it really came from rap. Like I'm a I'm a music like I'm a music head, so I won't just say rap, but music in general. Um, like I always wanted to put like verses on my clothing, but I was like, you know, that's too much legal things you got to go through, and I'm really not trying to do that. So I just started incorporating how I thought and the messages that I had, and just kind of put them on the clothes here and there. But I didn't just like you see so many clothing brands that do cliche different sayings and i was like no i don't like that let me just try something here and there and just put it on the clothes mm. i was like let me see how this goes let me see how this goes like with peace achievement and war that's kind of tapping into like what's going on right now with ukraine like what's going on with them but at the same time it was a little bit more deeper for me because it's like we come from chicago and if our youth could really see that y'all going to war with each other the cost of that the the greatest cost is your life like either you taking a life, like that's that's costly, or you getting put in jail. That's even more costly. Once you're in jail, that's it. So now you really costing your family. And so it's like peace. If you got peace and it's peace around everybody, that's way cheaper. It's extremely cheaper. Even on the economic side, like you see what's going on right now. The gas prices and everything is so crazy because there's a war going on. And that war is affecting us, whether we think it is or it's not. Like, that war is really going on, bro, and that's affecting everything. So it was like, peace is cheaper than war, peace over war. That's beautiful. No, I, I love I love that you elaborated and emphasized the fact that, you know, not only the economic aspect, oh, yeah. but, like, the value of life. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about oh, economically, yeah. but it's like, oh, you brought a whole new... Oh, so it's like... Oh, the actual like cost of life, the cost of like the time. Yeah. All of that aspect. Like, it's like it's a waste of all of that. Everything that goes into war is costly. Like, and the greatest cost is death. Like, ain't no coming back from that. And the United States government say a human life is worth ten million dollars. Mm, that's it. People, that's it. But once you're gone, that's think about it, that's ten million gone. Mm, that's that's costly, bro. That's costly for your family. You know, for your children. Fact everybody that's connected to you that's costly bro and it's like peace over war and and i stick with that mm. and i believe that so say that yeah, with bro. our chest yeah oh yeah peace over be- fucking war always peace over war and then it's like the initials pow that mm. meant you know pow really meant prisoner of war changed it up peace over mm. war was that off the rip yeah that was off the I rip. I love that. <laughs> maybe you should be a rapper. <laughs> oh, no, I ain't no, gonna do that. Maybe start freestyling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna do that, though. Uh, I, ain't, I ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna leave that to the artists to do that. That's their craft. Mm. I just love what they do. You are an artist. Oh, yeah. My art is different than music, though. You think so? In what way? Um, It's all the way truthful. Mm. You gotta think sometimes rappers fabricate or they tell a they tell a story of someone else's like what I'm telling you and my art is really me. That's something that I might have went through or that's an experience that I might have really had. Yeah, I got homies that might have went through this and that's their story to tell. Rappers tell other people's stories a lot of times. Sometimes, granted fifty fifty, sometimes they telling their own stories, but sometimes they telling the story of someone else and that's their form of art because they're translating that from their neighborhood. They have this 
artistic ability, which is rap. So then they're telling that and they're displaying that. Me, my artwork is coming from me. Like I'm experiencing that. Just a little mm. different. But I understand, like, but we all are artists in my mind. Everybody is an artist. It just depends on your form of art. Whether you're a nine to five worker and you killing that shit. That's what you do. That's your form of art. You expressing your form of art. If you're a teacher and you going you getting up every morning at six AM, you driving into school, you making sure the kids are good, that's your form of art. You're painting, you're using your paintbrush to influence somebody. Mm. So, yeah, so to right. you art is just something that that you do yeah. because you feel like that's your calling. Yeah. And you and you put your all into it. Yes. I love that. On your Instagram page, I know I keep going to your Instagram. It says creator. That's like yeah. the first thing on top. Yeah. What what do you think the difference is between a creator and an artist? Um it's kind of like it's a thin line in my opinion. It's a real thin line. A creator won't really sometimes use a reference at all. They'll just create off of instinct, off of thought, off their imagination. Yep. It's just an, it's more of an imagination. Like they didn't like and I and artists are creators too. Don't get it wrong, but Sometimes artists use a lot of reference. Like they'll see they'll see this painting or they'll see something they'll be like, Okay, I like that. Let me recreate that. Let me let me put my artistic twist to it. Where a creator, it's like this is something that just came off the top of my dome. Like, cause, and it's in the business I look at it in the business sense too. Like if you really want to do well, you gotta create your wealth. Like you gotta really create that. Like it ain't go just happen. You wanna be rich, you gotta create that. And that's how I look at myself. Like, I'm going to create it. If I can't, if it's not given to me, I'm going to create a way that I'm that I'm going to get it. Mm. No, I love that. Yeah, so I love that because what that just said in my brain is it's the execution. Yeah. I feel like that's the big difference. Yeah. Like, a lot of times artists, and I'm an artist, I consider myself, like you said, it's a thin line. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like we all have an artist in us. And we all have a creator. Yeah. And I feel like the creator side is more the manager. It's like get this done. Yeah. This 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 like that's a great idea. But how do we plant that seed? Yeah. Flower it. Yeah. Water it. Water give it. Give it sun. Yeah. And then turn away from it and let it grow. But like, but we we're putting the fuel in it though. Yeah. That's the creator part. The artist part is sometimes still spur of the moment, still off riff, but sometimes. You know, it's it's not long lived. It's it's kind of like okay, this is a good idea. I agree. So I I love how you kind of expand on that, and that's that's an interesting concept. What I want to go back into is, you know, where did that that mentality come from? Where did the attitude of oh I gotta go get it, like I have to do it, I, like taking that you know that responsibility of like of your own future into your own hands. Um, uh, I'll probably say my childhood. I've always been this way. Like I'm not the type. Like, it's some of my friends that tell you I won't ever ask for help for certain things. Like, I just won't ask for help because I got a brother and sister that's on my dad's side, but I'm my mom's only child. So it's like, if I wanted to make something happen, I got to do it. Like me, I'm not asking my mom to do certain things. Even as a kid, I'm not asking her for certain things. I'm about to figure it out on my own. Like, I've been working since I was 12, finding little odd jobs, hustles, whatever. Not because I needed to, it's because... I got to make this happen. I want that pair of shoes. I might want two pair. My mom might only buy me one pair. I want two pairs. So I got to go out and make a, I got to be creative to get the money 
So then, and I'm not gonna steal, and I ain't gonna rob, and I, I'm not gonna stick nobody up. So I have to be creative to get it on my own. And like, that's that's how it started. It's been like that. I've been like that my whole life. Like if, I'll ask you for help, but in the back of my mind, I'm ready to do it by myself. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to do it. I'm asking you for help, and I'm giving you a time frame. If you don't do it, I'm gonna do it myself. Mm. And so like, I've always been that way. Cause it's like, when you, Growing up as an only child, you don't really look to turn to nobody for nothing. Like at the end of the day, when you go home, you got to go home by yourself. When I'm walking home from school, my friends got to go to their house. Everybody going home, splitting up. I'm going home. I'm in this house by myself. I got to make it happen. If I'm hungry, I got to figure it out. I got to know how to cut the apple into slices if I don't want to just bite into it type thing. So I've always been that way, bro. It's... It's it's just a it's a natural thing. I could have just been born with it. Mm. Yeah, they say they say nature versus nurture. You know that that's a big thing. I think it's a little bit of both. Really? You know, because a lot of it does come from, you know, how our parents how they had to go get it, yeah. and then they they have us, and then it's we kind of inherit that. I think I think there's a degree to that, yeah. but I think a lot of a degree is like we just had to go get it, and that's how it was. Shit wasn't made. You feel me? Exactly. And it's like, so-and-so working, so-and-so ain't got time, you feel me? What you gonna do? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's like, it's moving away from being a victim. Oh, yeah, I ain't gonna never be a victim. I don't care what's going on. I ain't gonna never be a victim. And I'm just like that in general, like, even with relationships. Like, if, if we fall out or something happen, at the time, I might seem like a victim. Like, at that very moment when it happened, I might be outraged i might go off say all type of stuff but at the end of the day i always look at myself i always hold myself accountable at everything like i'm never playing a victim if something didn't go right i'm looking at the steps that i took and the steps that i didn't take never playing the victim role the victim role ain't gonna do nothing for me because it's not gonna help me grow because if i play the victim role i'm always gonna blame somebody else for something happening then you can't move past that i feel like if you play that victim role you can't move on it's hard for you to move on when you're the victim because you feel like you're going to be a victim again. When you're not playing the victim, you're like, okay, yeah, that happened. This is what I did that could have led up to that happening. All right, learn from that. It's not going to happen again. It's never going to happen again. I feel like victims, like victims are always victims. You ever wonder like, dang, why that keep happening to you? Why, this, why these victimizing things <laughs> just keep happening to you? Because you're not changing who you're not changing that role you continue to be a victim you go keep being a victim mm. just like you say like being a creator and a go-getter you think it's kind of like it could be genetic do you think like being a victim is genetic or do you think it's something that people can work on i think some people could work on like i, I for sure but they have to want to like i've seen plenty of people just like you being a victim do you want to continue to be the victim if you don't want like you gotta you have to change your mind and be the aggressor you got to change it up a little bit but if yeah i think that i think it i think it's all about your mindset and everybody could change i don't think that like yeah you could be born with being a victim you so used to seeing this happening to your family or whatever and you like all right well i'm gonna just be a victim or you can be like no nah, this i see i see somebody over there winning or i see somebody that don't like they just got good luck all the time they just keep having good luck let me go connect with this person. Like, but you have to want that though. Like you if you want to be a victim, you go keep being a victim. 
The universe is going to give you what you want. You want to keep being a victim? Go ahead. If you want to be a winner and you want to change your mindset, the universe and God is going to reward you for that and give it to you. But you got to work for it, too. You can't just like you can't wake up the next day. Like, you know what? I ain't a victim no more. Everything about to change. It's a process. You change like that's a all right, you change your mindset, but you have to continue to change. You have to continue to work on that mindset and get the yeah. You might go like a victim. A victimizer thing might happen to you. Straight and, up. But that's that might be life testing. Like, let me see if they really go keep being a victim or that they like, you know, oh, that happened to me. But I could have did this, this and this. And this is how I'm going to bounce back from it. So I think it's genetic, but I think you can make a change to it. Mm. No, like, sometimes it's hard to not be a victim because, like you said, people need to see the utility in not being a victim. Yeah. Everything we do has a reason. People don't be a victim... For no reason. Mm-mm. They be a victim because, trust me, they're getting something out of it. For Believe sure. it or not, for they're sure. getting something out of it, right? So I feel like in order for people to move from being victim, they have to see a utility of that. They have to like see them not being a victim and then seeing something good happening from that. Yeah. But like you said, it's like some, some people get so comfortable in that victimhood, they don't even allow that opportunity to see being a victim being bad to happen to them. In the first place, and I'm, I'm reading this, or I was watching this interview. I don't know if you know Tony Robbins. Yeah. You know, huge motivational speaker, blah, blah, blah. I know. Um, but I don't usually, I had a face, like, a, oh, Tony Robbins, blah, 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 but I kind of like, but I have this podcaster I love to follow. He's like a spiritual, you know, self-improvement podcaster. His name is Jay Shetty. Okay. I'll and check he, him out. Yeah. He's interviewed Will Smith. Like, he always brings a new perspective to it, not just the cookie cutter questions. You know, I like the deep questions. And then Tony Robbins was saying... You know, everything we do in life, mm. right? Or our entire paradigm, mentality, right? It comes from these three rules, basically. It comes from what we focus on, mm. right? The meaning we derive from that focus and then our actions from mm. that meaning, right? And, and, and I start to think about that and you can, you can apply that to every situation in life, yeah. right? And you can see like, oh, it helps you get a new understanding of the people around you. So instead of like you getting mad or playing the victim card, you can see, oh, I see why they did that. It helps you get to the source. So like, you know, felt, you know what I'm saying? This podcast, you know, part of it is, you know, understanding the story of the wonderful guests we have on. But another part is helping young men. And a lot of young men are, you know, they don't, they keep repeating these cycles. Like you said, these habits, it's like, how long are you going to be a victim? And they just never get out of it, but they have to ask themselves, okay, so-and-so, you know, say you hit up a girl, right? And then y'all was cool. Now she's not texting you back. You feel me? So what's the focus? So you go back to those those rules. So the focus is why she's not texting you back. Yeah. That's what you're focusing on. Yeah. Right? And then what's the meaning you get from that? The meaning uh, you get from that as a victim is going to be she don't like me. She's cheating. Yeah. She's talking to other dudes. So-and-so. This is the meaning. And then what's your reaction? Victim, either call, oh yeah, blah blah blah. It's this, it's something. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. Just don't take any responsibility for her or lash out on her. All these different things you might do. You know what I'm saying? Or you seek, and that's is the higher route. The higher route is you chill out. You know, you say, okay, maybe my meaning that I'm taking from this focus is not the actual what's what's, what's happening. Maybe she 
lost her fucking phone. It's possible. Exactly. Maybe something. Maybe she don't got data. Anything maybe. endless. But you, your focus is so narrow. That's why it's a focus. You only focus on because it's really your insecurities. It's really what you yeah. was probably on. Yeah. What you low key deep down would do. Exactly. Because that's what we project. Yeah. And damn near, you know, she come back knocking on the door. Oh, I lost my phone. You know what I'm saying? And then you damn near feel guilty because you yeah. done, you done already gossiped. You know, you know, you done already did, did the dirt. You done already pulled out the voodoo doll. Yeah, you know what I'm everything. Saying? And she come back on some like good vibes. Like she genuinely. Yeah. That's an L. That's a that's a for sure L. And we've all done that. It's just like, I feel like that has all happened to both men and women. Like we've all done that. That has happened, and it's like, you're you're gonna get that one that's like, no, I wasn't on the bullshit. I wasn't talking to somebody else. I wasn't doing that. I was focused on myself or I had this going on. I had some of the family going on and you like, damn, all right. And you learn from that. So then if it ever happens again, you have to remember like, damn, it was one girl that wasn't on bullshit. I'm a, I have to give every, I have to give everyone else the advantage. Like I've, I've got to give them that chance because somebody showed me, it was like, yeah, she went on bullshit. She just had some, she had something going on. So it's like that with everything. Like, all you need is that one chance and then don't focus on the negative. And I think, like you said, it's the focus. It really is the focus that can, the focus can, if you focusing on the wrong thing, that shit can destroy you. Destroy you. Yeah. You know, for real, I see that all around, you know, friends, family. Yeah, and that's just what, but that's like with everything. It's what you focus on. What are you, what are you really focused on? Are you focused on the negative? But I feel that way about anything. Like you manifest it. Like you, it's it's man is you manifesting it. Let's speak on manifestation. I I feel like that's the term that gets thrown around a lot. But they don't understand it for real. What does manifestation mean in terms of how you've actualized, you know, everything you've done today? Like how how what was the how did you get to this point? I manifested it. I'm still manifesting in like anything positive, anything in my life, positive or negative. At one point, I manifested. I thought about that. That was a true thought for me. Like, that was something, like, I thought. Like, there's certain negative things that happened that I didn't think of and I never imagined. But, like, I feel like people really don't understand manifestation is really, like, you you thinking about this over and over again. Not only that, but you speaking about it. Like, you speaking about it to this person, that person, this person. Eventually, what you speaking about is going to happen. Like, it's going to happen. Like, I, I find it funny when dudes play the tough role. Stop playing that. Stop saying that. Stop saying, oh, if, if that happens, I'm going to do this. Stop saying that because the universe hears you saying that. Life hears you saying that. And they basic life go test you like, okay, I'm going to let it happen then. Let's see what you go really do. And, and it's not doing that to harm you. It's doing that to humble you. So, like, if you playing this tough role all the time and that's just what you play every single time, life is going to give you that test and it's going to humble you. Either you're going to act on it or you're going to be like, nah. And you got to be humble about it. And it's going to make you. And if you, now you're supposed to change from that. But if you don't, then you stuck. But manifestation is really like what you think about every single day. What you really, your deepest thoughts where you're not saying around nobody. Like a lot of this, a lot of where I'm at, I thought about it. And my deepest thoughts, like my growth, that's something I thought about. Like, even the trials and tribulations, I'm like, if that happens, I would think about these things. Like, if that happens, I'm going to still bounce back. Like, ain't nothing going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me. And 
me manifesting saying nothing's gonna stop me what you think life go throw me some things to see let me see if this gonna stop you so manifestation is really deep into what people think and like i'm not no big religion person i'm spiritual but i'm not religion but i know even in the bible they talk about the tongue is the most powerful thing so what you speak is going to it like if you keep speaking it it's going to happen like it's going to happen. that's why like i hate like if i'm in a relationship and i'm moving around because i'm a very outgoing person when i'm in the world i'm outside i like to meet new people i like to talk to any and everybody that i can i like to touch every life that i can just on some you're a different person let me meet you I'm not even, I might not even be on that, but if you texting me and you telling me as my lover that, oh, you're cheating on this, or you're doing this, or you're doing that, stop saying that. Don't put that on me, please. Don't put that on me because then life is going to bring something to me to make me manifest what you're saying. And you don't even realize that life is going to do that and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a test that I have to go through. And that's how I like I understand what manifestation is. So it's like when certain people say certain things, like even Romela say certain things, I'm like, don't say that. Take that back because you're not the one that's gonna have to go through what you just manifested on me. Man, you just you really just blew my mind with that. <laughs> no, like it's, dead ass. It's for real, bro. Like it, it's it's really real. Like that's that's a real thing for friends and lovers. Like you gotta think about it, like People in your life can manifest things on you by them saying it. Like, especially when they saying it to you. Now they could be saying it behind your back, behind closed doors, and it, it might not ever get to you. The universe ain't gonna let it get. But when they saying it to you in front of you, your mind is accepting it as well. So now your universe and everything with it is going to manifest that at some point. And the thing is, the reason why that's true. The reason why everything you said is is barred because it goes back to choice. Them talking behind your back, that's out of your control. Yeah. That's out of your circle of influence. Exactly. And the universe knows that. The yeah. universe is like a, not a, a stockbroker. The universe is like an accountant. Yeah. Keeps tabs on everything. Everything. It's like, okay, 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 that's there. He didn't know, blah, blah, blah. But when it knows you know of something, and you, it always gives you a choice. Yeah. And it's like, so-and-so might say something, Right. Yeah, that person saying that is out of your... They can say whatever they want. But you had a choice to let it slide. Mm -hmm. To continue to be with that person. That's the choice part. Yep, and that choice part is if they say that, you can reject it right away. Or you could tell them, hey, don't say that. Don't put that on me. Or you could laugh it off and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. But your mind has heard that now. and I don't care what you say. At some point, you're going to have that thought that somebody else said about you around you. You're going to, at some point, that thought is going to come across your mind and you have that choice to let this thought manifest and build or you kill it. You got to nip it in the bud. Yeah, and it's easier not to. It's so easy. It's easier, it's easier to hear somebody say something, negative or positive, and you just accept it. You laugh about it, you tell them no, whatever, but then your mind doesn't reject it fully. You just accept it. Instead of making a conscious effort, like, no, nah, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to let that happen. It's not going to happen. It's all about a choice, though. Like you said, it's about a choice, bro. No, that's facts. And young man, you all need to, you know, be wary of the people in your circle. You know, we all say things, but if it keeps happening, you know, be wary of that. Be wary of their intentions. And it's hard to say, but just observe, yeah. you know, and there's power and going back to what you said, there's power to keeping things private. There's power to 
you know, off the record, we talked about, you know, your manifestations. You know, like you said, it was in your head. You were thinking about it for a long time. You know, what I want to talk about is you said, you know, you went through some trials and tribulations, you know, that you were tested. What are some situations in life where I was like, oh, okay, okay, you can overcome anything, huh? You would go get her. Bet, let's see. Well, I went to jail. <laughs> and I thought about that, though. Like, I, I had plenty of thoughts prior to that of me going to jail. Like, damn, what if I ever go to jail? How am I? Like, and then, but I would think about it in a triumph. Like, I go to jail, I'm coming out. And I'm killing everything. Like I'm going crazy in a positive way. Like I'ma just do it. Like whatever is in front of me, I'ma smash it. I'ma I know I'm able to get it because I felt I could survive any and everywhere. Like I'm like for sure. I'm like I know for a fact you could put me anywhere in the world and I'ma make it happen. I'ma survive. And then when that actually happened, you like oh shit. And you sit there like you have the moment where you like damn I actually thought about this. I didn't think about this right here. I didn't know it would be like this. I didn't know I'd be in a DOC, like, wearing the same drawers for a week. Like, you didn't think about all that. You just thought about the, I thought, I like, I legit, like, damn, what if I ever go to jail? Cause, and then I'm claustrophobic. So I was like, if I ever, like, I, I, a couple of my homies have said it. If I ever got to go to jail, I'm going to go crazy because I'm claustrophobic. You can't put me somewhere. Like my mom used to put me on punishment. She wouldn't whoop me. Like after I was like seven, I wasn't getting whooped. She would just put me on punishment, tell me I couldn't leave the house. And it was like, I was so claustrophobic that I would throw my toys out the window just so I could go outside and go get them. So I'm like, I, I would always say like, man, if I go, I'm gonna go crazy. Can't go crazy. Go crazy, they go, you locked up, you 23 and one then. You in a you in a cell twenty three hours and out for one, so it was like manifesting that like I, I visualized me going through a, like a hard period or me like saying it in my head like if I go through this or if I go through a hard period in life I'm gonna be able to bounce back for it. Then it actually happened, like I manifested that unfortunately, because that was a thought and it was a thought that was like it was a thought more than once. It's a thought once probably ain't gonna happen but if I continue to think this it's gonna happen one one time and that and it did and it was like damn this for real this ain't no joke I had like I don't get to enjoy the simple pleasures of life like the simple pleasures of getting out of your bed walking to the kitchen I have I, I have no problem if I had to get out of my bed and walk into the kitchen and the refrigerator is empty at least I get to do that when you're in that, you can't do that. And so, like, I manifested that. That was a real thought that happened more than once. And, like, that was a, that's a triumph. Like, that's something you got to, it's either going to hold you or you're going to go after it even more of what you really want to do in life. That's beautiful. Now, like, you know, a lot of us, you know, young men, we, we don't understand the repercussions of the things we do. Sometimes we trivialize the things that we do, right? And sometimes, granted, we don't always deserve the punishment, the extent of the punishment. But the thing is, is like you said, that manifestation is sometimes a thought in the back of your head. Yeah. You know, of like, eh, maybe that wasn't the best move. Yeah. And eh, maybe I should have did that. Eh, maybe, you know, like you said, like, call out that person, say so-and-so. It was like, nah, nah, don't say that. Yeah. But it's like, also, like, yeah, you know, be proactive. 
You know, it's like, yeah, okay, so maybe I should probably, you know, renew this, or maybe I should probably, you know, do my taxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, you, you held it off. Because, like, yeah, the first year didn't do nothing. The second year, maybe. Yeah. You think that maybe you'll get away with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like, even if you do get away with it, it it's like, um, I feel like humans are like a computer. We have, like, memory storage. And I feel like those, like, negative thoughts take up a lot of fucking, they're like movies. They take up too Gigabytes. much space. It's like, you that's why I never understood scammers. That's why I, I can never understand that. Because I'm like, how do you live with your... You know, like, my, my my bandwidth of guilt would be too much to even function. Yeah, but, I mean, it all depends. Because, like, like, I don't judge, no. I kind of keep it cool on judge. Like, if you're yeah. not committing murder or rape or nothing like that, I, I feel like a lot of times people do things to survive. Mm. And they do things, like, if you're giving... If you're given this ability, unfortunately, if you're given this choice and you have to survive off of this, mm. you're gonna you're gonna do it, and like so that's why I kind of like a criminal. Like if you do like whatever you're doing and you're doing it in the streets, like if you're doing it to survive, you're doing it to survive. What the the difference is when you have that opportunity, that chance to leave it alone. What do you do? Do you make that choice to continue to do this because this is something you comfortable with? This is something you know, and you know for a fact, like I'm for sure getting money out of this. Or do you say, you know what? A new opportunity presented itself. I gotta go this way mm. because if you don't, and like if you don't take advantage of that, again, life is gonna be like like everything you do in the dark is gonna come to light, and you're gonna have to face the karmas of she's a real bitch. She go like she taking notes too. She she's seeing it and it's like, okay, you had the choice to leave this alone, but you still going with it. All right, come on. Your consequences is jail or death when it, in the crime world. Like it is what it is. Like there's no other and but like you get lucky if you make that choice. If, if you don't if you don't go to if you don't die from it and the only thing you do is go to jail and you come out, what's your choice? You going back to it or you about to really figure out how to never go back to it because life showed you like, no, nah, this ain't it. Like, all right, you, you, you did what you, karma, karma made you sit down for all that that you did. For all that you did, you had to sit down for that. Now what you gonna do? You gonna do it again and then make karma really come back again? Or you just be like, all right, it's time to, time to make different and better choices. And that's the beautiful thing about life. You get second chances with a lot of things. Some things you don't, and it happens, but a lot of things you get, you get a second chance with. So it's like, I like I understand, like you got to This is your way to provide for yourself, your family. You don't have any other options, or you don't have the intellect to go do this. Like you never thought. Like if you sell drugs, you never thought about sitting down on a computer and figuring all this out. Because if you could sell drugs, you could sell anything else. Because you're selling something that you can't even really talk about. So if you can do that, you can for sure sell something else. And it's just having the bandwidth to want to go and do it. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. And so it's like, they just have to see that, though. Somebody is, and, and everybody gets that one person that comes in their life to try to make them, try to get them a chance to change something, an inspiration. If you grasp onto it and you hold on to that person and you realize what's going on, or you just blow it in the wind. That's facts, man. No, thanks for sharing that. For sure. No, I appreciate that because, you know, that whole experience, man, you know, I'm blessed to never have, you know, been in the system, but I know people who have, 
and you know, I see people go in and out. That's yeah, that bro. karma one twice. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it, it's it's refreshing to hear a perspective of, oh, that's my one. I'm good. Oh yeah, I'm all the way good. <laughs> yeah, I'm the type of person. But I've always, I kind of always been like that. If I fuck up, I'm not trying to make the same mistake again because I'm hard on myself. Like I, I don't play that about myself. Like. I don't like continuously making the same mistake. I don't like doing it. So like if I make a mistake and you call me out on it, I'm not gonna make that mistake again because I'm already mad that I made the mistake. I'm mad at myself. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at, I'm mad at, my, I'm disappointed in myself. And like I hold myself to a very high standard. So when I mess up, when I do something wrong, I'm reflecting that at myself. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm going to the bathroom and I'm looking in the mirror like, damn Will, you really just fucked up. Damn, Will, you just really said some fucked up shit. Like, damn. And for me, I hold myself, like, again, I hold myself accountable on so much. And I hold myself to a high standard that sometimes I get caught up in that because I'm so upset at myself that it's like, damn, bro, like, how can I fix this? How can I fix this problem? I didn't prevent it, so how can I fix it? So it's like, yeah, bro, yeah. (laughs) People say, like, don't be hard on yourself. What do you think about that? Why not? I mean, don't beat yourself up and put yourself down, but you need to be hard on yourself. But don't be so hard on yourself that you don't know, okay, I'm hard on myself. Now let me work my way out of that. Let me fix that. Because that's how I am. I'm extremely hard on myself about anything. When I make a mistake, sometimes I might not even show it. But when I'm alone, I'm damn, I made that mistake. All right, how can I work my way out of this? How can I fix this? All right, it's gone, but I'm making sure I don't do that again. I'm attentive to what happened because I was hard on myself. Now I'm going forward. But now I understand some people can't do that because that causes depression. That can cause depression. Hell yeah. Like, and I've had that, I've had that time where I was depressed. Like, I didn't know what it was. What the hell is this? But it's because I'm so hard on myself because so many mistakes have been made. I'm like, damn. Like, what am I doing? Like, what am I really doing? And you get caught up in that because you think about it because that's all in the past. It's, it's gone. It already happened. Learn from it and study from it. Like, I, like I study hard. I'm a, self, like I'm a self-learner, so I'm learning from my mistakes. Now I say, all right, I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm not, I just can't let that happen. I just can't mess that up again. I refuse to mess that up again. So it's like it all depends on the person, kind of, because I know some people – they be hard on themselves, and they too hard on themselves to the point it puts them in a depression, and now they walking around moping. They sad. They down. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna be hard on myself. I'm a all right, and then I'm gonna pop back out, and I'm good. I'm cool. You ain't gotta worry about me doing that again. You ain't gotta worry about me going back, cause I, I had a conversation with myself. Don't do that dumb shit again. Don't make that mistake. You know, like even if you didn't know better, now you know better. And then you move on from it. I just I feel like when people are hard on themselves, they too hard, and then they don't move forward because they're constantly reflecting on the mistake they have, and then they scared to make a move because of that. You gotta think about it. they might be scared. Like I ain't gonna do that because I'm scared I might make a mistake. No, don't do that either. You gotta find that balance. Exactly. Of I'm hard on myself, you know, fix it. But also, I'm not so hard on myself that I fear even venturing into the unknown. Oh, yeah. I because love that. of that. I love fear going to the unknown. 
Mm. I love that. And I, I love, you know what? Before we hop into that, that's a whole. Yeah, that's that's so a different. whole thing. Yeah. Before we hop into that, listen, we got the kombucha. You oh yeah, me? that's good kombucha too. Like I've been hip to that. Listen, Will is hip. I am. You know I am. We got the ginger lemon. You know, what I'm saying? oh yeah, first time. I, yeah, that's my first time ever having that. I ain't gonna lie to you. Me too. The last, so this company, I left a Kavita in the past because they didn't sponsor me. But yeah, this is my new <laughs> sponsor me. Um, but yeah, we got ginger lemon. The other one I think was ginger something else, but it was fire. Okay. It was lit. I think you're gonna like it. Okay. I'm gonna pour up. Wanna right. bless the bottle? I'll bless the bottle one let's time. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm gonna bless this one. Romel uh, over there. <laughs> The, uh, the, the, sit the cat's out the bag. Wanna bless the bottle? Just touch the bottle. Go ahead, dude. Never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he has to think about it. He, he has to say that. All right, it's cool. You'll bless it later. We'll, we'll pour you a cup. We'll pour you a cup. All right, you can grab that one. There you go. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I see the ink on your arm, man. Oh, yeah. The left arm. The left arm, huh? Taste it. Taste it's it. like lemonade ginger ale. <laughs> there we go. We got the um. <laughs> it's the fact that you. <laughs> we got the broccoli. You feel me? Listen, I know it's hard to reach, but knock yourself out, brother. Okay, I will. I'll make sure I grab some. Yeah, just you know, what I'm saying, feel free to. I know it's a lot of clutter and stuff, but. Hmm. You can. Yeah, the ginger strong in this. Yeah, the ginger. It's strong, but you feel it. Yeah, you feel it working. You know what I'm saying? You feel it putting in that work. You feel yeah. me? Um, we got the kombucha. You know what I'm saying? Decent. I like it. I like it. We got it. the um, you know what I'm saying? The treehouse amenities. You know, we eating good. You feel me? Juice World said we eating good. You can see it in our plate. You feel me? Shout out nine nine nine. Um, shout out Treehouse, man. Shout out to Derek, bro. That's one of the homies, bro. Derek. Yeah, shout out to him, man. Shout out Derek Wealthy Soul. Yeah, shout out to him, man. That's that's my homie, man. I met him. I met him in uh, 2019 when I uh, when I really was getting endless edge. When I was really trying to get endless edge in the streets amongst the youth and different. I was trying to get it in different demographics of life. I was rolling with him. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I was. You want some? You want mango? Melly. Romeo. We all eat it. Oh, you just want to grab a square? Just grab the whole thing. Grab the whole thing. This one? Yeah. There we go. You know what I'm saying? I can't eat alone. It's against my culture. Yeah, shout out, shout out to uh, to Derek, man. Like, at the time, my uh, one of my creative directors uh, introduced me and him. And um, we was parties at, where is that spot at? Over there off the low end where he was at. You know what I'm talking about? 43rd. And it was on Halsted. It was on Halsted. Was that? Oh, by Chinatown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Over there. So we was throwing parties. And shout out to him, man. We clicked up. Uh, he actually gave one of my hoodies to Wale. Merch. Yeah, he gave one of my. He had hit me up earlier that day. He was like, yeah, bro, I'm, finna, I'm going to something with Wale. You got a hoodie. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know if I got anything on me right now. Granted, I got a couple things on me. Mm. I'm like, let me see what I got. Right. Took it up there to him, and he recorded a video of him handing Wale the hoodie. I'm like, that's dope. I, so shout out to him, bro. I always, he always been supporting the movement. 
So, fuck with Treehouse Heavy. Go watch episode 46. I had the pleasure of having King Derek come on. And just, man, that's a pencil, pen and pencil episode. Pen and paper episode. Yeah. He would drop it gym after gym. It's one of those episodes where I just let him go. You know, because it's like soak that in. You know, because he's, you know, a wealth of knowledge. A wealth yeah, of experiences. Is. Like, you've seen it, he's done it. Yeah. You've thought of, you know, like he, so like, you know, all the young men out there, you know, haven't, they, they know what they want to do, but it's like, they're at the point where, how do I get there? That's a great episode of like the, the journey, you I know? Agree. And it's like, yeah. And then just big shout out to Derek. He's doing great things. Go support Tribe House. Go follow them on um, Shameless Plug. Always shameless for that. Um, I think it's underscore the wealthy soul tribe. Follow That's- that. And um, yeah, they have membership program now, and oh, they doing big things. They doing huge things, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I love to see you know beautiful black businesses, you know, with good intentions and you know just genuine, you know, it's, it means a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I want to see more of that, and um, I'm excited. But coming mm-hmm. back to you know how how you know your business and and the the vision because cutting back, and I want to cut all the way back. To before we talked about the um, kombucha and stuff, is you said that even going back to like the so you don't judge people and it's like you know it's to survive, you know. Yeah. And it's like but sometimes you you hit that opportunity mm-hmm. where it's like I could be making X amount of money, you know, doing that stuff, or like I could make a little bit less doing some other stuff, but that's like. That's going like more sustainable, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, and you faced a similar decision like that. You yeah. said, um, you know, off the record, you know, what I'm saying, you were in Chicago, you had a construction, you know, job that was paying good money. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying, but how did you? What made you like decide? Because I, you told me off the record, but I want that story was so powerful to me. You know, what made you decide to kind of, you know, t- to go back to Cleveland? Um. So yeah, at the time. I was I had a construction job my homie DJ had put me on. Um but I still was like I still had my other crowd of homies I was kicking them with. Like we was doing our own thing, um, uh, finessing our way through, whatever. Um, and that lifestyle. Uh, granted I was making decent money. I was making great money doing construction. Like I was making like sixteen hundred a week. But I still was doing everything else too. And I'm like, this ain't it. And like I remember being in the tunnel, I'm like, God, if you just give me another option, like I'll take it and I won't go back to this. I won't go back to none of that. Like I won't go back to none of it. And uh, the opportunity to go to Cleveland came about and I just, I ran with it. Like I ain't even hesitate. Like one week I was living in Chicago, the next week I was living in Cleveland with no notice. Like when I moved to Cleveland, my mom was out of town. She came back home to find out I'm no longer living there. Like it was, it was like you had you I wanted to make a choice and I wanted to change. Like I knew this one it. I wasn't just chasing money. I was chasing something more. I wanted more out of my life. I wanted to do more. I wanted to know more. And I felt like with Chicago, it could have went real left. Like I could've ended up I could have been going down a different path. But not only that, I just wanted to do more with my life. And I felt like in Chicago I had safe havens all around me. So I could mess up. And I could do this, or I could do that, or I could have this going on, but I got the safe havens. I got my family. I got my friends. I got everything sheltering me. 
So even if I do get in trouble, even if, like, I always got something to fall back on. Going to Cleveland, it's like, ain't no fallback. Ain't no just moving out there, getting a job, and then coming back to the crib. No, it's like, once you out there, you out there. You got you to gotta make it happen. And so, like, when I moved to Cleveland, live with my best friend, my right-hand man, Terry, and I'm like, bug, let, like, let me get a month. Like, let's stay with your mom for a month, and we go find our own spot, and we go make this happen. And that's what we did. But, like, I went to Cleveland having goals. Like, I had set goals in my mind that I didn't share with nobody. Like, it was certain things I had to do. When I was living in Chicago, my license was suspended. Even though I had two, three cars, I didn't, like, I didn't have, not all at the same time, but I didn't have cars with my license suspended. And I was like, I can't keep living like this. Before I even get a car, let me get my license. Let me understand about credit. Let me build my credit up. Let me learn how to live on my own. Like, there is no mom to back me up. There is no... I could just stay here until I find something. I don't find no well. No, I'm staying at somebody else's house. Like, I gotta, I gotta find it. I gotta, this is the fire under my ass. I gotta go find a crib. I gotta know how to look for an apartment, how to fill out the applications, how to let them check your credit score, how to give them pay subs to show them that you're making money. Like, I had to, I learned that, but I wanted to do those things. Like, I wanted to know how it is to pay your own bills. Like, have your credit, get your credit score ran, go get a cell phone, go get a cell phone in your name. Like, do all these things away from everybody else. Like, I wanted to grow up, and and I felt like Cleveland was the way for me to really grow up. It was like, okay, I still got friends and family there. My homie didn't help me get this job, so, like, I'm good. Like, I, And then I'm starting a career with computers. I always love computers, so it's like, I felt like in Chicago at that time, I didn't have enough experience, and it was a bigger market, so they really not looking at me. Whereas in Cleveland, it's a smaller market. You you can start your like you can really start your career there. Don't mean you got to stay there, but the market is smaller and opportunities are greater. Even though you, like it don't seem that way, but a smaller market gives you greater opportunities when you're trying to start a career. And I was like, let me just take this, and I took it and I ran with it. Like I was not like Cleveland. I always have a spot in my heart because it helped me grow. And it helped me become the businessman. And, the, like, I'm already got the go-getter and the hustle mindset because I'm from Chicago. We all got that. But to do it and make it make a living for yourself somewhere else, it's, not, it's, a, it's no better feeling because you know you can do it. What, what's the, what was the scene like? In, in Cleveland? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like the art a, scene or the fashion and... Cleveland got a different fashion. They really do. Like, they got a fat, like, and they be hip to a lot. Like, a lot of people try to downplay Cleveland because it's Cleveland. It's small. But it's like, no, nah, for real, for real, Cleveland got life in it. Like, Cleveland got some, they got some shit going on out there. Like, they know how to dress their ass off for real. They know how to get hip to some shit. And they, they got their own style. Like, I can spot a, I can spot a person from Cleveland because they kind of, it's almost like they got a, a New York fashion sense but they kind of dress better. Like, motherfuckers in Cleveland can dress their ass off. And I was like, some of the, like, some of my style came from them, came from Cleveland, because it was, but at the same time, like, I always dressed different than how everybody in Chicago did. Even back then, like, I dressed totally different. And it was like, Cleveland helped me explore that even more and really get the understanding, like, wearing the fitted clothes. Like, they was wearing the fitted clothes before a lot of people was. And, like, they was styling it well. 
like the women in Cleveland, they fashion is top notch. They know how to dress, especially the ones that really know what they're doing. They know how to really dress. And saying go for the men, like they know how to get dressed real. They know how to put that shit on. And so like that scene, but like it's a small Chicago too. Like they still got their nightlife. Like they should, they got all the West Six. They got like they got the flats. Like they got a nightlife too. So when people be like, why the fuck you going to Cleveland to kick it, bro? You don't understand. You ain't never been. But if you go, you gonna be like, damn, it's like this. Yeah, it's like that for real. But you gotta like we from Chicago, so we come from this big city, and we feel as though, oh yeah, like nah, bro. Cleveland just down the street. Go see what it's like. And like I really like the scene there, especially just being creative. Because I feel like in Cleveland, you get a lot of creative geniuses in, in Cleveland that if they get the opportunity to expand outside of Cleveland, they're going to take off. It's going to be a wrap. Like at the end of the day, Kid Cuddy from Cleveland. He from, the, he from the heights of Cleveland, like Shaker Heights, but he's still from Cleveland. He's a reflection of Cleveland. Like that younger Kid Cuddy, that give people an example of like- Hungry. Yeah, but but then I get it, like he get that hunger. He he bringing that swag with it. He bringing everything with it, and he brought enough that it caught Kanye eye, and it caught the world eye. So it's like, check out Kid Cudi. They really like that'll give you an example of how Cleveland can really get busy. No, I love that, and it's and and that's you. That's just you know from the call that I had and from meeting you today. That's you having an open mind, you oh, know, yeah. and just. Coming with a foot in the door, a foot of, okay, I can learn something from this. You know, sure. I can I can grow from this. Why, why do you think a lot of people, especially in Chicago, why do you think they'd be like, oh, that's Chicago? Or sorry, oh, that's Cleveland. Oh, that's Houston. Oh, that's L.A. You know what I'm saying? What, what they got? What's Arizona? You know, and they just like, ignore it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And just discredit it. Why do, you, why, why do you think there's that fear of like not, you know, exploring or not like, putting value or agents giving agency to the unknown or giving agency to like different places and other cultures. Some people don't even fuck with like the North side or like even downtown. Some people haven't been to high park. Yeah. Some people on the South side haven't even been to high park. I think it's more so of a pride thing. Like at the end of the day, we are the greatest city in the world. Like I stand on that. You think so? We're the greatest city in the world. Like we just melting pot. We got the South side, we got the North side, we got the East side and we got the West side. You could tell the difference with all four sides and like we know that like we like chicago and we carry ourselves with a certain pride like don't get it fucked up don't get it twisted like we know we the shit too but we the greatest city in the world and we carry that we carry that pride too much mm. like i can go anywhere and i'm gonna let it be like i'm from chicago and we get that chicago love some people do the stereotype shit which is still done to me like oh you from chicago y'all and like they'd say slick, she like, you from? I'd be like, chill out. Like, no, that's not what's going on. Chicago is more to it. We the greatest city in the world for a reason. Like, come to Chicago in the summertime. Go downtown. Lala. Lala. Like, come on. Taste. Even even the taste, like even, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about the taste bug, when we was when we was younger. The bug. The bug go through the hood. Come on now. Like, come through and really see what like we still the greatest city in the world. And I feel like we carry that pride so much. And we walk, we walk like that was like so much with our chest up that we kind of don't go to these other cities and try to see 
damn, let me pick this up from now. Let me pick this up from now. Because even when I first went to Cleveland, when I went moved to, when I was there for school, I had that Chicago pride. Like, man, I'm from Chicago. I'm, what? Shut up. Like, what? I'm from Chicago. Ain't no, like, I don't care about nothing. What you talking I'm from Chicago. But you have to open, like, Chicagoans, if we open up more and we accept more, we grow more. Like, that makes the blade even sharper for us. Like, we already a sharp blade as it is. Everybody in the world knows where Chicago is. Everybody in the world knows Michael Jordan. They know Kanye West. Come on now, bro. Like, they know downtown Chicago. Like, they know these things, bro. So it's like Obama. Like, they know these people and they associate these people with Chicago. So they already know us. But learn something from them. Put that, bring some of that over. Bring some of that sauce with you from Cleveland, from Houston. Like from Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. Like, take some of that sauce with you. Now you even sharper. But Chicagoans, we got a lot of pride, and we hold on to that. We know we're the greatest city in the world, so we we hold on to that, bro. Hell yeah. What what got you to be so open? Uh, childhood. Bro, I moved so much, and I moved so much as a child. Like. I I got friends. I had friends from them in every demographic of life growing up. Like we live, we we'll move out to the suburbs. We get evicted. We got to go back to the hood. But I'm still going. I'm living in the hood, but I'm still going to school out there because it didn't happen in the middle of school. Unfortunately, this happened in the middle of school year, so I still got to go to school. Like we ain't finna just uproot my school, and so it's like I had to be open to different cultures, different people, white, black. Hispanic, Arab, Asian, Indian, like all these different races I'm being exposed to throughout my whole life. Like, before I was 18, I might have moved seven times, maybe more than that. As, as a kid, like, we moved, I moved a lot. Like, I remember going to different schools, like going to this school, going to that school, going to this school, going to that school. Then I'm at this school. Like, I didn't go to junior high. Like, the kids that I went to junior high school with, those weren't the same kids I went to grammar school with. I at least went to four different grammar schools. Like, it, it's different. So it was like, as an adult, it was natural for me to be open to learning about different things and learning about different cities, learning about different people at any given time. It, mm. just, was the, it just was the way. It was the way that the cookie crumbled for me, like, we moved a lot. So by us moving so much, if I wasn't an open person, I'm just shelled. What have, like, how would I have, well, how would I ever grown? How would I ever got friends? Because I'm already an only child. I'm the only child of my mom. So the only child is a lonely child. Hell no, I don't want to be lonely. So let me make some friends. Like as a kid, let me make friends. All right, you Arab, so what? What's up? You my boy. Cool if I come to your crib. Uh, you don't know? Well, let's find out. Let's 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 take this risk. Let's find out. What's the worst that'll happen? They go tell me to go home. Okay, cool. I I gotta go home anyway. So let me take that chance. Let me find out what's going on. Like I had a breath. I had a I had a homie. His name was Nader. He was Arab. I remember going to his crib. And I told you about that. Going to his crib. His mom's was cool with it. His dad come in. He looking like. What the hell? Like he really looking like, and I could tell, even though I'm ten, I know what that look, man. You you shocked, and I know why you shocked, cause you really don't know if I'm black, 
if I'm Hispanic, if I'm mixed, you don't know, but you know for a fact I'm not the same race as you and you trying to figure out what's going on and then your son introduced me as his best friend. Your whole and then you having a conversation you just having normal conversations with a ten year old and I could tell that you you telling me to come back. Anytime you want, come back. So that means I might have did the right thing and changed your perspective. Cause when you first walked in, you 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 looked mad. You down there looked like you was ready to whoop your son ass. Like you wanna go touch me, but you was ready to whoop your son ass for having this nigga in your crib at the end of the day. But your perspective changed. So it was like I had to be open, bro. Life made me that way. How do you think that has affected what you do now, Endless Edge? The business? Yeah, because like going back to the, the hoodie design, you mm -hmm. know, peace is cheaper than war. That changes perspective. Yeah. You know? And just like, you know, you you know, you change that gentleman's perspective. Yeah. You feel me? It's like, do you see any marrying of those two? Do you see like, okay, there's a correlation between, you know, how I've interacted, how I've gone about my life, you know, interacting with these diverse cultures, you know, you know, being able to kind of put my pride aside and be like, like you said, take that risk. Like, what's the worst that could happen? You know what I'm saying? A lot of people can't do that. A lot of people can't, can't take that feeling of like rejection, potential rejection. I ain't scared. I don't, I don't, I don't have no fear. It is what it is. Like, I just don't have a fear, but. Like how it ties together with the clothing mm. brand. Um, it kind of, like the clothing brand is almost a reflection of me. Like I'm not going to change who I am. Like what I present to you is who I am is who I am. How I talk is how I talk. And we had that conversation. Like I'm not changing my voice because I'm around my white homeboy. Or I'm talking to the white girl. Like I'm not changing my voice. I'm not changing the tone. None of that. I am who I am. And... Accept me for me, because I'm accepting you for you. Same go with the clothing brand. Like, I'm making everyday athleisure wear that's got a little luxury to it. Like, I'm making that, and it's for everybody. Like, I'm not singling you out, because, oh, yeah, I usually don't wear that. No, you might like this, though. Check this out, though. I ain't going to change it because you won't, like, you might say, no, I prefer that. That ain't, that's not me, because I wouldn't change me, so why would I change what I'm designing? It, you'll like it like I'm telling you you go like it I ain't gonna force it on you try it on I'm gonna make a piece that you're going to like like it's like but I'm not changing I'm not changing the brand I'm not changing the identity of the brand or the clothing just for you specifically just because I want your acceptance accept me for accept me for who I am and that speaks to the brand to accept the brand for what it is and you will find it. You will. You will find an ability to implement it into your life. And like that's how I am. Like, you you fuck with me. You fuck with me. You don't. I understand. But I'm not gonna change to let. To I'm not going to change or alter anything about me. So you can. I'm not gonna do that. Especially just the basic things. Like a t-shirt is a t-shirt. You either go rock the t-shirt or you not go rock it. A hoodie is a hoodie. You either go put it on and be like, damn, yeah, I need this. Or you not, and that's okay. But I'm not going, oh, this person, just this one person saying this, or this demographic, they like this type of hoodie. No, I'm going to make this hoodie, and everybody's going to like it. Like, I'm, it's, there's no discrimination in it. There's nothing, and I'm not in a box where it's like only black people wear it. Only athletes wear it. Only the white boys wear it. 
No, this is really for everybody. And you are accepted. I'm not changing what it is because the goal of it is to unify us. So yeah, bro. It's it's not it's not it's not in the way of the clothing brand is really an extension of how I've grown up and how I think. And it makes sense. Because uh, going back to what you said, you missing out on the sauce. Yeah. You feel me? You go to Cleveland. Oh, I'm Chicago. Okay, cool. Go ahead, be Chicago and get zero sauce. And come back from to Chicago, the same nigga. Exactly. They ain't learn can't even talk about it. Cause I'm from Chicago. Sure, fine, do that. Do that. But or take the will approach, you feel me? Okay. Become do as the people. They say that as in Rome, do as the Romans do. You feel me? Take some of that sauce. Also give your Chicago sauce. Yeah. It's a give and take. Yeah. You feel me? It's an exchange. Yeah. It's giving value. Yeah. People focus so much on taking. People so focus so much on, you know, maintaining a certain image. And it's it's about it's about, you know, going with the intention of what are you bringing different? If you like you said, if you try to conform to all these different things, you you lose yourself. Yeah. In the process. So, your biggest gift is keep doing what you're doing. Your biggest gift is giving your nuanced perspective of the world to the world. Right. That is your gift. And like to do anything less than that is like you're cheating yourself and the world. Oh yeah. Cuz the world already has what the world has. Yeah. The world doesn't have what you have. Right. So that's why you need to stay true to who the fuck you are. Yeah. And that's how I that's how I am, bro. Like I just I just feel like that's you just have to do that. Like you have to do that. Like I I'm just like I'm the dude that when I was living in Cleveland, my best friends, like we of course we all stayed downtown in the same building. But I was the one dude they'd be like, This nigga Will is always bringing a random ass white boy around us. Like he is but it's like I work with them. Not only do I work with them, but I've built a relationship with them because I work with you. I ain't just working with you and then it's no, it's man, come on, come kick it with us, Nick. Nick come around. He the only white dude, and my homies is seeing that I'm not changing who I am because Nick around. I'm still me, and Nick accept me for me. So it's like it changes their perspective too, because it's like we'll go be will, even if the white boy around or he not around, because that's who he is, and they accept him for him being him, just like we accept him for being him. Like it's no, it's no difference, and like they've always like I've always been that. I've always been that way. Like hell, Romel is. 10 years younger than me, but Romeo gonna still come around amongst me and all my homies, and he'll see that I'm still me. I'm not changing nothing. And like, they'll see that I'm still me. I'm not listening to all the music that he listening to. They see that I'm still listening to the same music. I'm still listening to the Nipsey Hustle, Young Jeezy, all that, like I'm still listening to that. Romeo listening to something totally different, but my homies are seeing I didn't change because a new person came around me. I'm still me. And like that's how like that's just how the clothing brand is like anybody can wear it but it's not changing its identity it accepts it and it understands it and it shows appreciation to it like i accept him i appreciate him but i'm still who i'm gonna be and that's the same for the brand like i don't care you can wear it you're gonna find something that you like even if it's just a t-shirt even if it's the cargo pants even if it's just the socks or a hat you're going to wear it but the identity of the brand didn't change for you to wear it and that's how I approach business. Like, you're going like make something and give a product for everybody. 
but don't change the identity of the brand, of the mission, of the whole culture of the business. Mm. My thing is, I love that. You know, every single word of that, you know, just resonated with me. And I want to elaborate on that is, was there ever any, like, difficulty marketing that? Because a lot of times when you come to marketing, they try to say, oh, get in a niche. You know, choose your niche. And it's like you got to kind of have a niche to, like, really market it. and build. But it seems it's like, you know, would you consider you have a niche? Or was that ever, like, you know, everybody? You know, it's like, is it, would that, did that ever present, like, a difficulty of, like, reaching out to people? Yeah, it still, yeah, it still does from time to time because, um, like, it, it, it it like it has a niche and it's more so of our culture it's more it's it's more it's more of it's more of like our cult it's like it it has a niche but at the same it's i'll say it's been difficult from time to time but with the difficulties you just got to solve the problem being a good business owner and growing your business is about how well are you able to solve problems a problem's going to arise so like i understand like it's not as easy because I like to target the people who, if you got indisposable income, meaning that you could spend one fifty on the hoodie tomorrow and it mean nothing to you. Um, but at the same time, if you don't have that, I still have some socks. I still have, I'll release a T-shirt or a hat that you can spend your money on, and you feel as though like, okay, I'm still a part of the brand. I still fuck with the brand because I still listen to the music they. I still rock with the sports that they rock with. I still rock with the lifestyle that they, even if I'm not there yet, I admire that lifestyle. I admire the lifestyle of luxury. Like, and I kind of learned that from Gucci. I don't, everybody know Gucci. And at some point, damn near everybody that has something from Gucci. Like from all demographic, all demographics of life. From the athlete to the, to the, the lawyer, like to the real estate guy to the school teacher. Hell, my mom a dean, and she got Gucci. So it's like, and she know about it. So it's like, it's all like, it's really, it's, it's it can be difficult, but you still gotta stick with it. Marketing is, marketing is a, that's a, that's a hell of a thing, bro. That's a, that's something, that's like a whole nother episode, marketing in itself, bro. Like that's, that's a real that's a real one. <laughs> hot and heavy. Man, hot and heavy, bro. Like it, it it really is. Humbles you. Oh hell yeah, for sure, for sure. Like starting a business though, being a business owner, that'll humble the hell out of you. If you like I'm a like I'm a very confident person. I don't always show it. Like, um I try to stay modest and humble. Um, but I'm 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 very confident. Like amongst my friends, they said I talk my shit, but I won't over I won't go overboard with it. Um, business and marketing will humble the hell out of you. It'll, it'll bring you back to reality real quick. And you'll be like, oh shit, hold on. Let me buckle in and let me, let me read a book or two about this. But yeah, marketing can humble you. <laughs> a lot of people just say, I'm going to start a business. Mm. You know? This idealistic, you know, like, oh, I have a, and they might even have good ideas, great ideas, you know, and they say, oh, I'm quitting my job because like my boss is an asshole and I don't like the work life or like so and so, so forth. And it's like, 
Oh, they don't know what they're getting into. Oh, yeah. They think that, oh, I'm going to quit my job and just do my, you know, small business. 99 of small businesses fail within the first year. Yeah. And it's like, it's because of that mentality. It's thinking that, like, it's going to be easier. A lot of people go into it, like, they think it's going to be easier because it's like, I'm doing what I love. And it's like, and I wonder if you could speak on, because you've been doing this for a while. This, Endless Edge 26. For the, for the clothing brand, I've been doing the clothing brand since... I first started working on the trademark in 2018. 2018. Yeah, but I got the LLC as a, a birthday and Christmas gift, 2016. 2016. That's when I was I was designing shoes. Endless Edge at first was me designing and customizing shoes for people, customizing, restoring, doing everything for shoes. Um, I always wanted to start a clothing brand, but I just didn't know where to kind of procrastinated on it. And it, I felt like the time wasn't right in 2016, 2017. But yeah, 2018 is when I really took that took it serious right so like i want you to speak on going into the clothing brand mm. how much what did you think it was gonna be versus what it actually was um uh, i kind of didn't have any expectations um i knew it wasn't gonna be sweet i knew it was like it was gonna be tough sometimes i didn't know it would be as tough as it as it is but I'm a problem solver. Like, I'm not a problem preventer. I am a problem solver. Like, I can admit that. Like, I can solve a problem like it ain't. Like, I can solve the fuck out of some problems. Some problems I just can't prevent, even though I need, I'm working on being a problem preventer, but I'm a great problem solver. So, my expectations, I didn't have, like, these high expectations. Like, I'm just going to go in the first year and kill it. No, not so much. Um, it was more so like, damn, okay. This shit is get like you get to a point where you like oh my god, this shit is rough. Like this is rough as hell. Like it's for real. And again, life will like if you really want to be great, life go really make sure you great. If that's what you. Yeah, bro. Like when I left, when I left corporate America, I left corporate America on some. I'm good, but I had so much other shit going on. Like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like, I'm going to be cool, not thinking, like, this can stop. And I need to really buckle down and focus on the business just in itself. Bro, when you start a business, if you go into it thinking that it's just going to be easy, you're a fool. You're a fool. That is, it's not. It's not going to be easy. You go have some dark days, some dark moments. It's just that you got to stay consistent and persistent through that. All. like you still gotta you gotta have a no quit mentality because when you are an entrepreneur a business owner it is a different world and if you walk out of corporate america and you don't understand that first you're that's why so many small businesses fail in the first year that's why so many people will start a business but then they'll go back to working and will never go back to that business like me if things get hard I'm getting a job for show, but don't get it twisted. This job is really for my business. This is my capital. This is like I'm in I'm the investor. So and that's how I look at it. Like, who's your who's your business partner? Who's your investor? Me. How are you doing that? I'm working this job. I'm not working this job to do nothing else but to put the money in my business. And I started doing that before I left corporate America. Every check, I'm paying my rent. I'm paying my bills. I'm making sure my son is cool. Every other dollar is going to the brand. 
I want to get the, I want to get the name trademark. It's five thousand dollars. Let's make it happen. Like my credit card is really for my business, so I can travel, get a rental car. This is for my business. This ain't. This is not for me. Every dollar I'm making from this job. Yeah, I'll work y'all forty hours for show for show. But y'all don't understand. This money ain't going for me to live. Like this ain't this ain't money for me to oh yeah go kick it and look forward to the weekend man this money is going right to my business I don't care about this is I'm funding my business with this job and you have to and like you have to realize that and you have to put yourself in that mindset before you even quit your job is that every dollar is to fund your business everything is to fund your business use that as a funnel to your business and a lot of people start they they'll start a business and they be like this is too much it's too difficult. It's too crazy. Like, this too much. I'm going back to corporate America, and they never picking that pen back up. Whereas me, it's like, if I fall off, I'm going back to corporate America. But don't get it twisted. I'm not stopping this. I'm never stopping Endless Edge. It's never going to stop. It's all, like, I want it to be what I want it to be. So I don't care if I got to get this job. I got to go back in corporate America, and I'm working on computers all day. I'm not doing that so I can go buy some shoes or I can go kick it. I'm doing that so I can fund my business. I can pay my photographer. Bro, I need you for this. Here's the money for it. He need to eat. He need to go somewhere. Here you go. Like, oh, I need to get these clothes. I need to get some samples made. Well, I did just work, so I did just get paid. Let me take that money and use that. But it's not like, and you have to build that system up early or else once you do get into that world, and you start making money, you like, all right, well, let me spend it. I got, well, really, don't. Just put it towards just leaving in the business because the businesses go, if you're doing it right, it's going to keep going, it's going to keep going. But people don't really understand how difficult that is because they don't put that, they don't they don't start that mindset before they leave their job. They just like, I got a business, I'm about to do this. And a lot of times it worked, but how many, how often does that work? Um, 1% of the time? Yeah. Everything you said, bars. And I want you to speak on also, not only so, thank you so much for speaking on the financial aspect, mm. investing your time, I mean your, your money, yeah. but also the time part. Because people think that, oh, well, I quit my job because I don't have enough time to work on my, no, 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 no. You work in the 40 hours and you spend in the other time on your business too. Yeah, that's the other part because people just they could do the just invest part, but then they don't put the time in the business. You got you got to read them books. Yeah, you got to do that research. I read, bro. Exactly, you feel me? Time that time that's like it's it's difficult um, because and it's difficult on a standpoint is people really like people on the outside really don't understand. Like I go. It's, it, he didn't been with me. Romel didn't been with me. Other people didn't been with me. I forget to eat. I won't eat. I'll be because I'm. My time is to this business. Like it's people out there today that still be concerned about me eating because I don't want to take time away from the business. Like I'm willing to give the business every bit of time that I have. Like I'll go to like last summer when I was building up just my my personal brand and building the clothing brand within the Chicago night scene. Bro, I would, it'd be times, and I knew what I was doing. Like I knew, like I'm trying to be stamped in the Chicago nightlife, but I want to be stamped as the clothing brand and will. Like not, I'm not no party person, not no promoter, not no 
selling tables. I do that to get a little bread or something, but I'm really trying to do this for the brand and I'm willing to stay out to five in the morning and wake up at nine. Like I'm willing to do that. And I was like, I didn't care. Like, and a lot of people like, damn, you like, I don't care about that, bro. I'm willing to give the game every bit of my time that I have. Four hours, five hours of sleep, cool. I'll figure it out. Like coffee is coffee don't coffee isn't an energizer thing. That thing it just blocks you from being tired. And people don't know that. Like coffee really don't energize you. It just blocks a part of your brain to tell that you're tired. I'll drink the coffee. I know I'm tired as hell. I know it, but no, I'm gonna keep going. Like I'm cool with getting in the crib five, six in the morning. Oh, I gotta wake back up because I got a meeting or I gotta go check on this or I gotta do that. Like that time, you have to really be willing to get your time. And if you if you don't have people in your life that understand that, you're gonna lose them. Like it's gonna happen. Like it, it, it it's going to happen. Um, I miss out on time with my son sometimes. Granted, we talk and text all day long. Like we talk all day long. We FaceTime as much as like as much as he wants. He know he can FaceTime me whenever. But he understands at the same time. And I tell it to him, I'm I'm trying to change. I'm changing our life. I'm changing our situation. I'm changing your situation to your kids, kids, kids situation. And I'm willing to give all my time to to make it happen. I'm willing to sacrifice that time. And like in the fashion industry, it's important for you to be in the nightlife. Like I've studied that from Jerry Lorenzo, Virgil, like all these people. Like they were and they start they were in the nightlife. And I understood why. Like these are the people that's gonna really wear your clothes even more and they go really carry it on. Yeah, you got other demographics, but they gonna be a part of it too. And you being in that nightlife, bro, that's time consuming. That's time consuming because you might go out, like I said, you go out at eleven or you go out at twelve and you out to five in the morning, six in the morning, you are tired. Just like and I wasn't I wasn't going out and sleeping the day away. Hell no, I'm up. 10 o'clock is the latest I can sleep. I'm up. Don't let me don't let me have to check the stock market or something like that. And I'm really getting it going. All right, I went to sleep at 6. I got to wake back up at 8.30. I got to see what's going on. Like I got to check on the money. I got to see what's really happening. And sleep was just, it is what it is. If I catch it, I catch it. If I don't, I don't. And, I'm all, and I've always been that way. Like I'm willing to sacrifice the time and put in the time for the business. And a lot of people don't understand that when it comes to the business. Like, the money is one thing, but the time is another. And studying, reading books on marketing, reading books on changing your mindset to think positive all the time. Because business will make you think negative. Because you're like, damn, one week I just got a sale every single day. And then the next week, I have nothing. What the fuck is going on? And that'll, that'll fuck with your head because you're going to go like, that's every John board. Yeah, and every business owner gets uh, their lucky, their lucky roll. That like you, you're gonna like when you first start, you hit that lucky stride, and it's it's the beginner's luck. It really is like that's a that's a real thing. Beginner's luck. Beginner's luck is where you can't do no wrong. I don't care. You can market any. You can put anything out, and it's going to sell. Like you're going to sell, sell, sell. You're gonna make money every day of the of the month like and you're gonna be good and that's beginner's luck beginner's luck run out that shit is real 
that shit is real because beginners look, you like, damn, I ain't making a dollar. I didn't put out all this product and I ain't making a dollar. What is really going on? What's really good? The reserve funds is running low. Everything is running low. And you like, damn, am I going to quit? I'm going to keep going. And you got to put the time in. All right, well, this it's beginner's luck and ran out. Let me, let me, ain't no money coming in. I still got to put the time into the brand. I still got to make sure everything is going on. You still have to do it. And time is, time is the most important thing because you don't get money come and go. They, they print money right now. Money go always be printed. Whether it's a green dollar or it's a blue dollar, it's always going to be printed. Your time, once you use it, that's gone. So it's like, use that time. If you really want your business to be successful, use that time towards that business. Put that positive energy in there. The universe is going to reward you for that. So the time is huge, bro. Thanks for, for bringing that full circle. You know, because we, we introduced that topic of the universe. Checking in. Just yeah. seeing if you really bought what you say. Yep. That's, it's a gangster. Universe, it gangster. Yeah, uni the universe is, is the really The universe and, and karma are the realest gangsters I know. You know, it's like, okay, you talk all the talk. Let's see. You know, yeah, and then, on. but when you pass the test, the blessings come. Oh, yeah. Now the blessings stop. come. It's even better than beginner's luck. Yeah. It's bigger than you ever having. And it's, and I hate to say it, not to sound like a hard ass, but like, you have to be. You have to be like willing to die, like dead ass. Oh yeah. You gotta be willing to die than like fail. Like you gotta be that serious. People yeah. think it's a joke. No. You gotta be. You gotta be. I rather your 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 mantra needs to be. I rather die than fail. Like dead ass. Yeah, and that's how it is. Like I'm at that point where it's like, I'm real. Like death is the like death is the worst thing, and that's the only way that this not go work. Period. And even if I'm gone, it still go work. Like I'm go put in so much work that. No matter what, this is still going to work. Like, and you really like, and I heard, I heard, heard Nipsey say that. Like, you got to be willing to die behind it. And I ain't understanding. I'm like, when he, when I heard him say that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, that sounds like something to say until it really happened. And it was like, you got to really like, if you really want this to happen, it like you want it more than anything in the world. Like, I stopped drinking liquor as much. Like. I kind of go cold turkey on it because it's like if I'm out, I want you to know why I'm out. I'm out to talk. I'm out to promote the brand. You see me. I'm representing the brand. I'm really outside for this. I'm not outside for nothing else. I will sit my ass in the, in the house, but I'm doing this for the brand. Like I'm standing on it. I mean everything about it. I was willing to sacrifice everything. I sacrifice family lives or like do nothing or like do nothing like that. But I'm willing to sacrifice every everything that i have for this for this to work for this dream and this vision that i've created and i've painted and the mountaintop that i see i'm willing to give everything for that and that's when and then like when i realized that that's when i was like okay i know what he meant but he said you got to be willing to die behind it because you're going to have those dark days it's gonna test you you're like you will see like you'll see things you're like damn everybody else eating right now they winning this going on that's going on oh they get a new job they got this going on money is flowing and you like man i'm about to go back to this or i'm about to go do this and it's like i can't because i really like i'm a i'm a die and i'm uh and and it's more so of like the inside like if i go back to this or i go to corporate america and stay in there i've killed me 
the 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 real me has died for something to to to, to live amongst everybody else and to be up there with everybody else. The real me just died because I stopped pursuing my dream and my calling. So yeah, bro. Nah, and it's like young man, young men, like we want so much, we want to do this, but it's like y'all not really about it like that. So it's like, and that's okay. It's okay to not you get to that point. Like mm. me and you can sit here and say that because we we did we did we got to that point where yeah. it's like we that committed. Yeah. But it's like take the baby steps, take yeah. the little steps. You know what I'm saying? It's the day in day out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't let us saying you got to die for it overwhelm you so you don't do it. But but just have that in the back of your head to to get to that level. That is what it takes. Yeah. You know, that that is what it takes. I, I do want to speak on, like, you know, you, you say you have a son. Mm-hmm. And you told me over uh, off the record, you know, he's 13 now. Yeah. You feel me? Shout young out to, man. Yeah, shout out to my young boy, Dylan, my Simba. Yeah. You saw your sibling? Uh, no, my Simba. I call him oh, Simba. Simba. Yeah. Man, Lion King. Them the days. You feel them me? Them the days. But, but how, how has, you said 2016 got the LLC, you know, 2018 got the, you know, the official emblem and everything. You know, how has that made you, you know, change your view as a father? Or how, how has that, you know, has it made you a better father? Or how, how has that just, you know, played on that dynamic? Um, it definitely made me a, a, a better father, but a different father. Not one that the culture or the people are normally used to. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't hide anything from my son. There's certain things I don't talk to him about. But for the most part... Open door. It's an open door. And I talked to him about that because... I remember growing up as a child, nobody told me you could be an owner. Nobody told me about an entrepreneur. I had no idea what that was, even though that I had the entrepreneur mindset because, again, I had been working since I was 12. Like, I would, I was the kid that was going around in the neighborhood shoveling snow. Like, oh, it's snowing outside. It's time to go get that money. Like, I'm about to go shovel somebody's driveway, and they they sidewalk for $20, and I'm going to stay outside. I don't care how cold it get. So, but I didn't, my mother wasn't saying, you an entrepreneur. Like, you got an entrepreneur mindset. Like, she was saying, oh, you got a hustler mindset. You want your own thing. But she wasn't saying you could be an entrepreneur. You could run a business. I talked to him about that. Like, this has brought, this helped me be able to teach my son the way that I can teach him. Like, my own unique way on raising my son. Like, I raised my son a different way than what I was raised. Like, I give him a lot of independence, but I also give him a lot of gain. I teach him a lot. Like, there's nothing I don't teach him. I teach him about finances, money. I teach him about guns. My dad never told, my dad and my parents never talked to me about guns, never showed it to me, none of that. Even though he had it, you're not showing me, you're not explaining it to me. Like, the being a business owner, I've like, it's helped me to give my son another opportunity and a different perspective. Because I was told, you go to college. You go to college when you're done with school. You go, you get a job, you do this, you do that. I am a business owner. I ventured off and I changed the whole trajectory of what I was taught and how I was being raised. So now it's like, my son, you have this option. If you, at 18, you don't want to go to school. You want to go do something else. All right, here's the options. Let me, let's lay the, let's lay all the options out and let me give you the information and the knowledge. I wasn't given any of this information and knowledge. I actually had to go find it myself. Both my parents are working parents. And like they've always worked. I've never seen, and nobody in my immediate family, I've never seen a business owner. So it's like my son is seeing that. He's understanding the work that's got to go into it. He's understanding like sometimes I can't do that because I'm working. Or matter of fact, I'm working. You can come with me. 
I make the rules. And that's giving him a different respect. Like, wait, you make the rules? I make the rules. So it's it's Father Sunday every day at the company. Let's get it. And so it's like, it's helped us and it's like made us even closer because you can come with me when I'm going to the warehouse, when I'm going to get, when I'm going to pick up some clothes or when I'm going to drop something off or when you see me packing all this up to deliver it, you see what's going on. You seeing what's really going on. You get to see the real data. You get to see real numbers. Okay, this is how much money we made then. This is how much money we made then. This is why we made this much money. This is why we didn't. So it's helping us bond together because then it's also a creative side. Like you get to see me creating designs and you're asking questions because my son has always been in front of a computer because I was always in front of one. So now you get to see the artistic things you can really do. So like it's brought us even closer together. No, that's that's impactful. A lot of people need to hear that because a lot of young men, you know, and, and women and everybody, you know, they, they have children and then they kind of think that like, you know, this is going to be a, a problem. This is going to be a hurdle to overcome. And, and it might present its challenges, but it's an opportunity, yeah. you know, and that opportunity comes in. Now your son, you know, is getting that alley hoop. He's getting that. That's something that you didn't know at that age, yeah. you know, so, you know, you're passing on the skills at a much younger age, you know, you know, find out he doing what you're doing at 18. He doing what you're doing at 15. Right. You know, that's what it's all about. It's, 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 it's each one teach one. It's, it takes a village. It's, it's, it's bringing that information down to the younger generation, making it more accessible, you know, so that, you know, they don't have to go through what we went through, you know, and, and a lot of that does build character, but it's like there's character in other areas you know, that they can build instead of having to build those other steps. Exactly. They can, so they, that's how you get like to the, that's how you get generational. I don't even want to say wealth, generational prosperity. Yeah. That's the word. You yeah. feel me? And, and it's that, and I, I love that you, that you detail that, you know, before we, you know, before we end though, I do want to talk about, you know, I was like, you know, what really like touched me, you know, stalking your Instagram and stuff was seeing, you know, how you do everything in-house. And you mentioned the warehouse. You know, what what made you... Because that's a big... That's a bold statement to do. To make it in-house. And that's that's, that's challenging, to be frankly. That, that's that's very challenging to me. Like, that, 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 like, is overwhelming in my head. So, what made you make that choice to, to kind of go in-house? Um, a couple reasons. Um, I like to control what I can control. That's just a natural person. Like I like to have, I like to be hands on. If I can make a difference, if I can make this how I want it to be, I'm gonna do it because, oh yeah, with the way you did it is cool. But I think I could do it this way, and the people still go like it. So like that was the first thing. But then it just was me really wanting to show. Like I really wanted to show my craftsmanship. Like I wanted to be like this is. I like look. I can create this. Let me go get the manufacturers that could create it for me and create it how I want it. Yeah, there's other, you can go easy, get a pair of jogger pants and slap a logo on it, but it's not yours for real. It's really not yours. Like I can sell a pair of jogger pants with nothing on it and it's mine. It's the brands because it actually has the brand name on it. And like, I wanted that full ownership. Like I wanted that, like cut the middleman out all the way let me really get down to it being mine, even if it's plain and it has nothing on it. Like, and then I just wanted—I wanted a good quality, like. And I was with like it's, it is tough, like that's extremely tough because I have a spreadsheet of manufacturers, 
And it's like, okay, I picked them because this, or I picked them because of this. I go with them because of this. And that's really taking ownership. Like, I felt like I couldn't put my price, what I wanted to charge you, I can't put that on something that say Gilded in the tag or say another company in the tag. I can't really do that. But if it say my, if it say Endless Edge in the tag, you can't put the value on something that you that no one else created. No other person created that. It's like the hoodies. Um, I sent the hoodie out to shout out my homie in um, Ohio, Aaron Seeley. I sent it out. I sent it out to him, and Aaron was like, "Bro, this hoodie is crazy." He asked me, "He said, where you get the blanks from?" I'm like, "I did it myself. Like that wasn't like that's like no, that's something I drew up. I put the tech pack together for that. I did the measurements. I picked the material. I picked the color. Like it wasn't nobody else. And like to get the response that I got from them, that's what I was waiting on. Like." I want people to be like, damn, this is different. And this didn't come from another company. Like, you can't find it anywhere else. You might see similarities, but there's something different about this. And that's what really, like, I really wanted that. I wanted people to experience Endless Edge and experience the craftsmanship behind it. That's why, that's another reason why I call myself a creator, because I'm creating it from scratch. I'm picking the material. I'm picking the length of the strings. I'm picking how many pockets are on those pants. Oh, that hoodie, I'm picking if the if the hoodie is short or it's long. And a lot of like a lot of my first edition hoodies, even the ones I have now, the body isn't as long as the sleeves. And usually it's like, okay, they proportion right. Mine is proportioned a little bit shorter for a reason because the t-shirts that I design are oversized and a little bit longer. So my hoodie forces you to put a t-shirt on because a lot of times people like to just throw on whatever t-shirt they want they just throw on a, a, a bummy t-shirt and then put a hoodie on to cover it up my hoodies don't allow you to do that my hoodies is like that hoodie is a little bit short it stop at your it stop at your waistline to make you put a shirt on to really style yourself put yourself together don't hide under the hoodie put something on put that shit on and you go respectfully put something on because you have to. The hoodie forces you to. And that's like that was another reason why. Like I wanted to add twists to my apparel. No, I'm just lighting up hearing that. Yeah, bro. Like, I love like seeing how, you know, other creatives' minds work. It's just like, you know, authors, you know, and like movie directors do like cameos and like Easter eggs. And like that's your Easter egg. Yeah, like, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Like I'll tell like if somebody buy the hoodie and they be like, Man, why did and I tell them like you have to put a t-shirt on like i really want you to think about be conscious of what you're wearing don't just throw my hoodie on to cover it up but at the same time my hoodie if oh you, you don't have a shirt that's gonna work with the hoodie i got a shirt for you that's gonna really work for the hoodie for a reason so yeah bro i didn't that was like and it's and don't get me wrong it's extremely difficult like i was on like most people um do it the other way where they'll They'll make t-shirts and they'll build it up, build it up, and then they'll start crafting their own. With me, I came out the gate, like, I think the first year, year I was actually just printing it on whatever. I was printing my designs on whatever just to get the name out there. By year two, I was like, I was, I had already drew so many designs. I'm like, oh, wait, I can get somebody to really make these? Let's do it. And it's difficult because you got to pay for a sample. And then the sample not right. You're like, damn. This ain't right. And then you got to wait for them to send something else. Like, it's been times. Like, when I first started, bro, the shorts the shorts that I made, I had 100 shorts that were wrong. They were all wrong. 
all all hundred shorts they were meant for adults. My son and his friends were the only people that could wear them because they were so small. Like I wanted the short shorts, but the leg the the leg opening was that of a child. Like for real, and I was like, and I'm blue, bro. I'm like, damn. I'm like, this a whole box. And yeah, I'm not gonna pay full price, but I have to pay something for it. And not only that, I have to wait another two weeks for you to really make what you're supposed to make and send it to me. That's difficult. Like that's frustrating. Like you sit like that's a moment where you sit in a room. Like you, like I sat in my office, and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like. The, the shorts are wrong and the hoodies are wrong. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I got this product. I don't even know what to do with it. I can't, who am I selling it to? This is only going to kids. And you sit there and you, and like, that's a moment where you just like, you're not giving up, but that's a, that's a, that's like a, that's a punch. Like you damn near just got knocked out. Like, damn. But you get back up and you keep going because it, and like it happens. And as you go, you learn to avoid that. Like you, you figure out ways to avoid that by getting more samples made by making sure, by checking everything. And like, it's difficult. Like that's the, like any code, I don't care how much money you got. I don't care about none of that. It's, is it made right? And if it's not, damn, you gotta get it made right. And I didn't, I didn't expect that. So when we talked about how you expect it to be all, I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect for me to get a hundred pieces wrong. I'm not paying the full price, but I still gotta pay something. And I don't even have to, I only have to pay for the new stuff. I only have to pay what she making now and get shipped. It's now I got to wait. And if you're an impatient person, business is going to make you patient. You're going to have to have patience. Like I was an impatient person and business made me patient because I decided to make my own craft in-house. And I still do like the, like the major things are all crafted in-house. If I got to fly to California, I, I will. If I got to fly to Colorado Springs, in the middle of nowhere, I will. And that's what it takes because and a lot of clothing a lot of people that want clothing brands or designers, they don't they they hear about it and they see it. Now it's real when you really want to make your own material. Now thank you for that extra tidbit. Cause that added another layer of character. That added another layer of the grit oh, yeah. and the perseverance that it takes of the again, full circle. Oh, oh, you want to be your own manufacturer? You want to be in-house? Bet. Yeah. That's the universe. Yeah. And then, but th the thing is, the blessings come when you, you know what I'm saying? You look, you stared at that wall. You dealt with that. You took a deep breath or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. you vented. You, but, but, but you came out stronger. Yeah. And you learned. And you, you proactive. Now you, now you check. Yeah. Now oh, you yeah, preventative. For sure. Yep. For sure, for sure. And I think, like, one of the most beautiful, I was telling you about the orange hoodie. Like, yeah, you like the design, but wait till you actually put it on. And like just to get that feedback from people, they were like, yeah, the design, cool. But when I put it on, bro, this felt crazy. That's the response I want. Like that's the response I need. Cause it's like what I created, you now have a part of for real. Like that's a real thing. Like ain't you not, you're not getting that nowhere else. I guarantee you not. I'm willing to bet all my inventory. You're not getting that same hoodie from anywhere else. You're not getting that same pair of pants anywhere else. And like that's the glory behind it. Yeah, the money is one part, and it's gonna come and go. But money, like I said, it comes and go. It's the fact that my creativity and my artistic creation, you have a part of, and you 
experienced and you understood it. The money is money, but me leaving that mark and you really respecting my craft and understanding that these are different, that's a totally different ball game, bro. It's 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 like being immortalized. It's like you're there forever because that's yours. And that was one of the major reasons why I did that because I wanted Endless Edge. Like Endless Edge is bigger than me. I'm just the I'm just the fly on the I'm just the little guy. Endless Edge is big. I'm just the one that's helping Endless Edge. I love how you put put it that way. That's the trail. <laughs> That's the self-transcendence part yeah. that, that a lot of us need to get to. You know, a lot of people aren't there yet, but, but that's the part that, that keeps you going when it's bigger than you. And, and it's like, oh, I, I'm just a fly on the wall. And that takes a lot of humility, especially for something you made, you know, yeah. but it's like, no, it's bigger than what I made is not for me. It's not, it's, it's, it's big because it's, it's the service that I'm giving to the world. It's the gift that I'm giving to the world is yeah. the value aspect. Oh, yeah, because that's what Endless Edge was for. Like, I really did that because I, I want to be able to provide opportunity. Like, I, you know how, like, you like seeing good people win? Yeah. Like, you just, it's like a, it's like a certain. in the movies. Yeah, it feels it's like, good. Yeah, it feels good when you see a, a, a good person win. And I feel like with Endless Edge, that's, like, I could provide job opportunities. Like, that's what I want to be able to do. Like, I want to be able to provide job opportunities to provide experience for a photographer. He say, oh, he, he want to go shoot with Gucci. And Gucci, like, what you do? Well, I worked for Endless Edge. And then they go through and they look and be like, okay, because I want Endless Edge to be respectable enough that a creative director can come in here, work with us, and now they can go. This might not be their final stop, but this one of their stops to get them to the next place. Like, I want it, like... It's not just, and that's why I say it's not for. It's not just for me, and it's not about me at all. It's really about being able to provide and give opportunities within the industry that basically don't show, that don't really show love like that. The fashion industry really don't show love, but especially black owned. Yeah, and like you know me, I don't even promote being black owned because I want it to be for everybody. If I don't care what color you are, if you can't get an opportunity in the fashion industry, come holler at Endless Edge. We got the paper to pay you. A decent amount and so then once you build up your experience you might stay you might be like you know what let's keep building with this because endless edge up there with the rest of them or you might be like you know what i want to go work here can i use you as a reference of course you can a hundred percent that's what it's for is for you to build your experience and get your opportunity in the door so then you could take that experience and go somewhere else don't just stay stuck here i don't want that but like endless edge is not like it's always it's it's always could be bigger than me and it, I'm making sure of that that it's bigger than me. I'm just a little fish, rowing. I'm I'm the one rowing the boat right now. But somebody else want to row the boat, they can row the boat. As long as as long as you on the same mission of taking this boat and this ship to the same help destination. Others. Yep, to help others. Nah, I feel like that's a beautiful note to end on. You know, it's just, and 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 that's. You know that's the that's the thing, and it's and it's, and I, I just want to at this last point just to bring perspective to it all. That's the point of life, you know. Again, going back that that Tony Robbins interview was just so like bars heavy because like he said, the six things why we do anything in life, right? There's six motivators to life, and it's everything that everybody who ever lived, they get this out of some aspect of their life, they're, they're, or they're gonna try to get it, mm. and it's these six things, and it's. 
the first thing is the need for certainty. You know, that's the need for you know food roof yeah. over your head. Yeah, you know the necessities. Exact water, air. Yeah, certainty, uncertainty. That's another need. That's the second too because you need it. You need it like hmm. That even that TV show you watch, I kind of not need to. I kind of don't want you to spoil it. Exactly. That's the need for uncertainty. It's that that girl you like. You kind of want to like not know she likes you for sure. Yeah. It's like it's like you know you yeah, kind of want to like prove and then like oh she liked me because I I like proved it to her you know yeah. that's that uncertainty that's why it's like easy come easy go that's the uncertainty you kind of want that uncertainty oh, yeah. it's like you put in the words and like you look at your life for through that mirror it's like that makes sense it do you don't put it in those words but you seek it but that's why it's the second on the list then we see the third is significance. So that's that's the okay, and it's 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 like how am I feeling that other people value me? That's the significance part. Oh yeah. You know, so it's like my family. You know what I'm saying? You know, being the, the youngest, sometimes you kind of feel like overlooked. You know, kind of like my older siblings, I kind of felt like oh they my parents focus on them more, more responsibility. That's significance. Like oh how can I prove? You know, that's the in school. Like okay, let me be the biggest guy or let me be the quarterback. Right. That's significant. Let me make so and so proud. That's significance. Right. Then you have connection. So that's that's okay. I want to bring somebody else into my world. Oh yeah. You know I want to share what I have with somebody else. That's friends. Yeah. That's our need for like love, romance, sex, all of that. Those are four. A lot of people find a way to get to that, get that four, one way or another. For Most sure. people on this planet, because without those four, you—that's suicide, literally. If yeah, you can't get those four, four in some then, kind of way, yeah. that's when people like depressed and like yeah. you know. So most people either through, um, you know, eating disorders, drugs, whatever, manipulation, they find yeah. a way to get those four. Right. But but I love how you mentioned. There's two more that a lot of people don't get to, and and the fifth one is growth. And the sixth one is service. So that service one, that's the self-transcendence. So those first four, you can think of them as like an iceberg. Right. Those are the under the iceberg. But the tip of the iceberg is that growth part and that service. How are you? So it's kind of like don't people confuse the significance with the service. No, no, no. The significance is like, oh, I want people to notice me. Yeah. But the service is, oh, I want to give what I have to others regardless of like, what comes back to me it's because oh, yeah. the giving for the sake of giving oh yeah for and, sure and you can sure. the thing is the trick the caveat is you can only get to that but until you get to those other four steps mm. so you got to make sure so a lot of people be like oh they're living in, in squalor like you said like they're surviving that's why you don't knock you know what i'm saying because he did that for survival that's cool he's not even at that level yet so you got to lift yourself out of poverty lift yourself out of social isolation lift yourself out of you know, feeling that you're not worth nothing. Even yeah. if sometimes it might, you might go through a toxic phase, even so and so, but those steps are necessary yeah. to get to the step of, okay, I'm doing this for a bigger reason. For sure. For you know? sure, for sure. I mean, that's just, like, I feel like in order for you to really get to what you want, you have to be selfless. Like, you just have to, like, and, like, my way is endless edge, like, it's always been that way. Like, even when I was customizing shoes and restoring shoes, there's plenty of people that tell you. There's people that be like, man, he ain't never finished my shoes, but there's people that tell you he ain't charged me nothing. I ain't want, like, I didn't do artwork. I could have charged you 500 and I was like, oh, 100 Well, I don't even worry about it. Or I'll fix your shoes. Like, my homies, at any given moment, I've been, like, when I was in that craft for real, if something happened to their shoe, I'm going to fix it for them off the back. Like, I got you. I don't even worry about it. And it's because I was given a service and I didn't want 
nothing in return. I just wanted to see the happiness. I want to see you happy out there. And it's kind of like that with Endless Edge. Like, I got to feed my family. I got to feed myself. And I got to feed the business. But at the same time, I, like, I'm, giving, I'm doing this because I want to be able to provide opportunities. I want to be able to help somebody else. I want to be able to do certain things. Like, I got the plug in the club. This ain't just for me. Like, and like, like I don't do anything just for me and leave it just for me. I get in the plug in the club, and I'm hoping I can pass this off to one of my homies now that they can get in the club whenever they want. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I, I want it to be like, all right, I did this. I got it. But it don't mean nothing if I got it by myself. I got to be able to share it. I got to be able to give it to someone else, too. Like, yeah, I got the plug in the club. That don't mean nothing if my homies can't go in without me, one of them and then start finding a way to make money. Like, that was huge for me to meet Romel. All right, yeah, I got the plug in the club. I always thought it to be one of my other homies or somebody else to get this, I pass this, this plug to. But you a photographer. You should be able to go into every club that I can walk into and do everything. You Like, take your pictures. They love you enough. They, they rock with you. They fuck with you. Even when I'm not there, then that means I did what I was supposed to do. I accomplished the goal. I, I did, I made a change. Yeah, I had to plug Yeah, That's cool. I still got it. But my homie got it now. He going in there. He could take pictures and he walked in that club with zero dollars. He just walked out with 200. That means I did what I was supposed to do. Now my homie can get job opportunities. They hitting them up to take pictures. I did what I was supposed to do. I never have to go back in the club again because my homie is now eating off of me putting in that hard work. That's And that's what it's about with everything for me, bro. I have like... It can't be about me, and once pe- I think once people really realize they don't do stuff for just being selfish, you sleep better. Your life is different. Everything you hit- succeed. Yeah, I agree. That's exactly what it is, bro. A lot of niggas be- wonder why they don't pop or why they don't blow up. It's because the the universe ain't fucking with you. Yeah. Because your intentions are bad. Yeah. It's for you. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah, like, you know? like if I can't, like, I got to get endless edge to a point where we got headquarters. I got a building with 500 employees, and these are all opportunities. Like, I'm not looking at you as an employee or as a slave. I'm looking at you as an opportunity. This is your opportunity to do something that you might love to do. And hopefully, I mean, you stay with endless edge, but if you want to go somewhere and do, and you got bigger aspirations, or not even bigger, but you got equivalent, you want to go work at Gucci, let's make that happen. I've made those connections. I've made them like same like, and that's just in general. Like if somebody somebody can ask me, oh, I need help finding a manufacturer. I got you. I already went through what you try, what you about to go through. I already did that. I know which ones go. Make your hat for you in two weeks. Make your socks for you in in two days. I know this. I went through that, and that's what that's that's one of the most satisfying things to me is being able to help. If somebody asks, like I help any clothing brand. I don't care, and everybody. That's competition. I don't like God didn't give this to me to look at everybody as a competition. Gave this to me so I could share it. You share knowledge. You share everything. How can you go further in life if you don't? Now, granted, there's certain things I ain't sharing. I ain't, I ain't just giving my money away. I ain't just giving my my creative secrets away. But if I can give you a re, uh, a resource, do it. And that's and I feel like that's how we supposed to be in order for us to really succeed in life. Money go come. Never worried about the money. It's the satisfaction and that 
what did you do for the world? Impact. Yeah, what impact did you have on the world? And that's what it's all about for me, bro. What <clears throat> positive impact did I leave? No, that's beautiful, man. That's that's beautiful. And, and I just want to say that last thing is people say it's lonely at the top. And say it's lonely on the way to the top. Yeah, it's lonely. So, so people wait till you get to the top. It's in front of helping. Help people while you're going up. Yeah, it's, it's lonely on the way to the top. Don't get it wrong, because you got to help yourself get through the door before you can bring everybody else with you. So it's lonely going, but even as you're going, you can still help here and now. Exactly. Don't help too much, because then you got to find that balance, because you help too much, you're pulling yourself down, you're holding yourself back. But it's lonely. On the, it's, a, it's a lonely journey. It can be a lonely journey, but still, don't take that loneliness and make it bitter. Don't, make, don't let that loneliness make you bitter. Help if somebody asks for help. Don't spend too much time because you still have to give your 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 dream time, but help. So tell me about the um, like people think it's a doctor sign, but what is? Yeah, that? It's, it's actually not. Um, the real the the symbol is really a representation of life ups and downs, and to remain fearless through those life's ups and downs. It started off as a bird, like it really did start off as a bird. Like you ever drew like a little symbol of a bird, it kind of looked like a V. So I did that, but then I extended it with my initial because I was like, at the end of like, I started thinking about the W and the ups and downs of a W and I just played with it more and more and more. But I never, it never was the hospital, whatever that thing is, it was never that. It's never been that. So like even with placement of it, like I wouldn't put it, I didn't, I never put it just over my heart. Like I didn't put it there because then people would be like, oh, that's got something to do with the hospital. They really don't. It's a representation of life's ups and downs and to remain fearless in life's ups and downs. And it started off as a bird because a bird is like basically my favorite animal because they represent like that freedom. Like at any given moment, a bird could be on one building edge, jump off, go fly to another building edge, and they don't even have a sense of fear. Like there's no fear in a bird of them jumping off an edge, flying to the next one. And like that was a part of it, like the company being Endless Edge is take that opportunity and take that risk. You can fail a hundred times. I still need you to take that risk, like be endless with that feeling of being like have that feeling of being on the edge and taking that leap every time. Like don't literally go and kill yourself. Please don't do nothing like that. But that feeling of being on the edge and you about to just take this, you about to take a leap of faith. You gotta like you have to go through life with that, and that's kind of that's how I go through life. Like I'm extremely fearless. I'll take the opportunity. I'll take the chance. Like, I ain't fearless to just go out and talk talk crazy to any. No, that's not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about with life and your your risk and your opportunities and going to meet new people, going to experience new things. Be fearless with that. Like don't put yourself in that box. And like I really stand on like not just stand within my own community. Oh, I don't I don't do business with that race or that race. I only do business with black owned and black. No, I can't do I that's not me. That's not, I, I have no fear. There's like I feel like when you say that you have a certain level of fear. You fear what can happen. Uh they a white person might be racist. That's a fear. That's a fear. Find out. Go ahead, find out. What's what is it what what is it gonna it what is it gonna do? But take that opportunity and take that chance and be positive with it. So, like, that's really what the logo is. And then I put a smiley face. I put the smiley face with it because at the end of the day, you still got to be happy. Please be happy. And, like, the smiley face represents smile through it all. Smile through the ups. Smile through the downs. Smile while you're being fearless. Smile while even you got a little bit of fear. Like, 
still do it. And I heard somebody say, it's not a matter of me being fearless. It's a matter of, like, I, I live with fear, but I'm like a fish in water. And the water is the fear. I've grown accustomed to it. I'm swimming through this. It ain't stopping me from doing nothing. That's how I become fearless. It's like, I'm, I'm going through this. I'm good. So that's what the that's what the logo really is. It's not the hard. It's not the hard thing. It's not the little hospital thing that people ask about all the time. They be I'm like, not oh. the first. <laughs> oh no, you for sure not the first. And I explained to them, no, it's a representation of life's ups and downs, and then remain fearless through it all. That's beautiful. And even drawing that tangent with the hospital, it makes sense there too because what do you? That's usually like the machine is seeing if your heart's so it's up and seeing if you got a pulse. Yeah. So it's, it's like the pulse going down. up and down, and it's like. The pulse is that fear that like, cause then usually it's risky. You could die in that situation. Yeah. So it's like that's the that's the down. Yeah. So it any way you want to put it, still makes sense. Yeah. You feel me? It's been a pleasure. It's Thank been a you. pleasure. Before we wrap it up, what are some things to expect with Endless Edge? What what's something you want to tell the treehouse? Things to expect. Um, about to see a lot more creativity. A lot more, like me expressing that creativity um, and expanding um, new opportunities for not just myself, but with everybody that's connected to Endless Edge. Uh, I'm excited. I'm extremely excited uh, just in the direction I know it's going uh, with the people that's supporting it. Uh, yeah, bro. It's I'm, 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 it's like a new life. It's like it's like it's like breathing new life, and it's just we coming for everything. Like is we we coming for everything. We not we not taking our foot off the gas for nothing. Like the wheels go fall off, we go figure out a way to put some new wheels on while we pushing this motherfucker through. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm just excited about where it's going and where I'm gonna take it, and all the support um, that's coming behind it. Yeah, it's it's time to just take off. I absolutely love that. Um, what are what's a website or a social media? Where can we reach Endless Edge? Uh, website is www.endless3dge.com. It's Edge spelled with a three. Um, Instagram, Twitter, all that is at Endless Edge. So it's E N D L E S S three D G E, and everything is there. Like, follow them before you follow me, please. I don't care about. I don't care about my page. Please go follow and show love to Endless Edge over me. But drop your page, dude. <laughs> it's my name, WillWalton.1. Fantastic. That, that's that's beautiful. Is there anything you wish on your mind that you want to tell the Treehouse? I don't know, bro. Besides, be fearless. And be fearless with your creativity and your imagination. Use your imagination. Like, don't even even though we grown and life brings its stresses with it still use your imagination because your imagination can help create the life that you want help create the wealth that you want help create the happiness that you want it's your imagination use it we stopped using it when we was kids use it again and find that joy i think that's the biggest that's my biggest um point i want to get across is be fearless with your imagination Thank you so much. You've Thank inspired you for having me. So many people, and I'm inspired, and I'm excited to, you know, to look at that hoodie, and I'm inspired to be inspired, and yeah. I'm inspired to share, you know, endless edge with like all the people I know, and and just you know, 
be a part of the family, bro. The, you're a part of the you. you're a part of the endless edge family. Endless edge is a family where like it's 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 not so just much. it's not just a it's not just a clothing brand or a company. It's a family, and the family grows and grows. Family in Chicago, family in Cleveland, family in New York, family in Houston, family in Atlanta, family in California. Like it's a family thing. It's not just a clothing brand. Once you get a once you get one piece, you're a part of the family, and I'm always appreciate you. Even if we don't talk no more, I'm not saying you per se, but anybody, like it's still family. I love that. No, that's just just such refreshing, you know, just just to hear that and um and genuine and you're you're part of the treehouse. You know, thank you, bro. Treehouse official. <laughs> thank you. And it's um it's beautiful. You know what we always like to end these with the um with these words of Can I fit in this chair? I'm getting too big. I'ma need a new I'ma need the endless edge chair. Fuck around and make one. <laughs> you know what I said? Where the endless edge you know what I'm saying, period. Um with that being said, stay hydrated, stay breathing in, that good-ass oxygen, and most importantly, stay basic. You are listening to First Kiss by yours truly. My puberty finally hit Freshman year made a promise to have my first kiss Stomach growling so I head out the door Bump directly to the chick right at the front door I shot my shot, said my name, I'm a dope Said, where you coming from? She said, straight from the store Said for show, said slide to the skate And don't set her eyes lit up She probably an acrobat I play it cool and get six on the dash She said she'll move shit around and make time just for that We hit the ice and had a skates late She put my hand around her waist We just couldn't keep space In a moment all else is erased Queen Elsa the way she let it go and let me chase Holding hands while we glide puppy love shit She said she feeling it but she really got a dip I'm the Tarzan to her Jane, guitar to my avatar She used to call me Aang first, kids, marriage I could go down the list, but nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss I'm the Tarzan to her Jane, guitar to my avatar She used to call me Aang first, kids, marriage I could go down the list, but nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss why she holding back? I don't understand. Got a plan set. I'ma get close to the friend. Link at the cafeteria. Prepared to show my hands. Had to clarify some things for I made my advance. Does your friend have a do or man of interest? She said, get your feelings hurt. Go ask her, be my guest. When she told me she had better half I was selfish, tried to drift her off the faithful path I let out a laugh, hit my feelings on a mask But when she look at me, stimulate my lower half Got me feeling like a first pick in the NFL draft When she had my heart sprung, couldn't really use the cast Reignite that spark, see that glint She's staring in my eyes, uh, really giving hints I get butterflies, feel my gut wrench See her leaning in, that's my first kiss I'm the Tarzan to her Jane, guitar to my avatar She used to call me Aang first, kids, marriage I could go down the list, but nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss I'm the Tarzan to her Jane, guitar to my avatar She used to call me Aang first, kids, marriage I could go down the list, but nothing quite like that bliss from your first kiss